everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hello from Obscurity. <laughs> yes, today we're kind of coming doing out of it with like morning radio energy. Yeah. yeah we and welcome yeah. to the morning show. Hello, today we are talking about welcome back. <laughs> this is Wesley Erickson on the queue. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so today we're doing uh, the movie. The 2014 indie romantic film called Five to Seven. Not Nine to Five, mm. Five to Seven. Yes. I kept calling it Nine to Five. Um, <laughs> the, Do- the Dolly Parton yeah. masterpiece. Exactly. I kept, I kept wanting to see Lily Tomlin in a, yeah, I was like, Where in is a button up, and I was Where's very Shirley disappointed. Lily McLean <laughs> isn't in Nine to Five. Yeah, well, it's an, it's it's five to seven, and if I get this, yes. if I say nine to five in this uh, podcast, which I might surely do, uh, uh-huh. hey, you got to correct me. <laughs> uh, <all laughs> yeah, right, we'll, so we'll call this, you out. <clears throat> so this is the debut directing uh, film, or the film directed by debut director uh, Victor mm-hmm. Levin. Uh, it is starring Anton Yelchin. Bernice mm-hmm. Marleau, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, oh, uh-oh, Ooh. Olivia Thurlby, Lambert Wilson, and then Frank Langella and Glenn Close with their little yes. uh, roles in there. <clears throat> so uh, why I picked this movie is I saw this movie uh, in theaters. Oh, no, sorry. I saw this movie's trailer in so theaters. Okay. Okay. Yes. I was about, in, no, I was just curious because like it came out in 2014 and I don't feel yeah. like this is the movie we were going to see in theaters in 2014. I mean, I think I saw the trailer in like 2013 or, or, or I feel like I was like watching Midnight in Paris or something at the Mans mm-hmm. Theater in Hopkins. And, mm. and, uh, and then this came up and this was like the first time. You know, I come from more of a conservative background and, uh, you know, the monogamous relationship, monogamous marriage is the norm and anything outside of that is an affair. Um, So Uh this was like, (laughs) yeah, so this movie was talking about polyamory uh, and (gasps) in a good way. And it kind of blew my mind watching this. And I was like watching the trailer at least and saying, you know, that you can have a, a relationship outside of marriage that isn't an affair. So it's always kind of mm. stuck in my brain. And then uh, it was my first introduction to maybe a polyamory lifestyle. And um, yeah, I've, I've met a few people who are in polyamorous relationships. It's I think we're all artists. So we've bumped we into that we're all we live artists, artists here. lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. We're all French here. That's what they do, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no, I'm teasing. Um, uh, yeah, that's, this that's this movie makes a lot of assumptions about the French. It does. It does. There, yeah, that's what I thought. Go or um, I was more thinking this was going to be like, what is your thoughts on polyamory or like the ver- uh, mon- monogamous relationship uh, mindset to a polyamory mindset, and it was. But then they kind of, yeah, they sewed it into, like, the French culture. So it became an American uh, yeah. and Fr- versus French movie, um, which we can talk about later. Uh. <laughs> but wait, but so, yeah. Wesley, had had you only seen the trailer then before this? Yes. Or had you seen the movie before? Yeah, let me make it clear because I said I saw it in theaters. I saw the trailer in theaters. Okay. 
So I had never seen it. And movie, so this was your first had, time watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It had Anton <laughs> Yelchin, who is still, I love that actor. Uh, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, should we get into this movie or yeah, let's lead, lead us lead us through this, Wesley? Okay. Uh, okay. I, I gonna... actually I have one question for you, Wesley. Before we begin, yes, have yeah. you seen the movie Jules at Gym? No, I haven't. Okay, that's it. I'll get back to that. Okay, all right. Mysterious. <laughs> He's gonna be like, I directed that movie. Yes, <laughs> you should have watched it. It was better. Um, so uh, let's go into the plot. So Brian Bloom, played by Anton Yelchin, a struggling 24-year-old writer in New York City, meets a 33-year-old French woman named Arielle Bierpont. Emphasis on the French. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) If we haven't made this clear, it's kind of important about that French culture. Uh, Played by Bernice Marleau. Um, I'm sorry, Marleau. I should be more respectful to the name. Uh, (laughs) They feel powerful. They feel powerfully attracted to one another. After their second meeting, Ariel visits, uh, reveals that she is married to a much <gasps> older diplomat, Valerie, and they have two. Oh, played by Lambert Wilson, and they have two young children. Ariel and Valerie have an agreement uh, that each is permitted to have extramarital affairs as long as they are limited to the time uh, between five to seven p.m. on weeknights. Brian is perplexed at this information and tells Ariel that he cannot continue the relationship with her, believing it is an unethical affair. Ariel says that should he change his mind, she will continue to smoke on Fridays at the same place they met. After three weeks, Brian decides to meet again with Ariel. She gives him a hotel key in the evening and at the hotel room. And at the hotel room, they consummate their relationship. So we'll start with that. Gasp. There's a few things the the summary didn't say. They go, they have a, they meet from crossing a street from each other. Um, there's mm-hmm. stuff the about smoke. bench. The smoke. Because Smoking does yeah, not kill. Because it makes relationships. El- yeah. Makes Anton French. Yelchin very specifically <laughs> smells a French cigarette. And was like, I'm going to try oh, yeah. speaking French and see if that yes. works. And so he walks up to a stranger and starts speaking French, and it just works. Yeah. It does. And then the next thing you know, they're apparently <laughs> dating. Yeah. Like That's he start, how I get my dates. Yeah, he starts talking in you French. Smoke. and um, Uh-huh, just to get dates. Uh-huh. Just to get dates, I smoke, I approach people, and I just start speaking French yeah. to any smoker I see. We, we baguette, I feel and, uh, That's <laughs> oh why God. I'm still single, I guess. <laughs> I s- my favorite uh, French quote, of course, is, I surrender. Sorry to our French listeners. Yeah, I'm not. Jeez. Oh, yeah. They have, they have wine. They have Gerard Jeez. Depardieu. They'll be great. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. They're all right. No, the, the, the French will make it out of this, I think. Make out? All right. Um, yes, <laughs> the French will make out, and you cannot stop them. <laughs> you, guys no, know that, uh, you guys know that, um, that French actor Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> what? What the hell? <laughs> oh, yo! Um, uh, I, I I feel like we can get into it pretty pretty quickly with the. There's some fan 
fantastic lines in this movie. I like um, them. Yeah. And uh, uh, but so, no, one of one of my favorites happens right at the beginning when he crosses the street and he he meets Ariel. Um, and uh, he there, there's some voiceover throughout this movie where uh, which is just Anton Yelchin saying like, "Oh yeah, this happened," and I'm because he's I'm a, a writer. writer. Yes, yeah, and he is a um, he is a writer. And he, he has, uh, both me and Sam heard the line. We're like, we got to write this down because we got to say it during the podcast. Uh-huh. I, uh, which one are you going with? Uh, I'm, I'm going for the first like one. The build up okay. is like, now yeah, it's going to be like the reverse of it's going to be That doesn't happen here. Does it not? No, that happens later, the oh, line that you're okay. thinking of. You can say it. I don't mind if we go <laughs> so off order just, just a little. Well, here, here, here's... Uh, we don't yeah, have to restrict Sam, you can, ourselves. You can say when it actually yeah, happens. Yeah, it's, it's him. I don't know if this is in voiceover. I think he actually says this out loud, maybe after they hook up the first time. Uh, and he, he just, you know, he has this really profound uh, quote. He says, you know what? Sometimes life is really something. <laughs> really something. I knew it was going to be a reverse. <laughs> I knew it was going to be... I thought oh, you were going to be uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. really, really giving us some, some yeah, profound views on life and, and you know, what it is <laughs> to be human there. That's really something. Mm-hmm. Really something. something. To be honest, there were actually good lines in this. He, it's, it comes from his like, voiceover. So like, he's, the movie is a lot from his, or uh, moves along because of his narration. But I yeah. love at the beginning where they're talking about writing and you you know some of the best writing is on the benches of new york it's a little pretentious but i did like or new york mm. benches i should say mm-hmm. but i did like uh the little the little quips on the benches i didn't know that yeah new york i like i'm gonna say that the quips on the benches the written words on the benches were probably my favorite lines in the whole movie yes. yeah i think yeah. that there's this montage yeah. for for our viewers at home there's this montage of like because when he said that, I thought he meant like graffiti or something, uh-huh. <laughs> or just like scrolls. No, 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 he's talking about like the plaques that you put on like memorial oh, yes. benches. Yes, thank you for explaining that. Yeah, I, I yes. wasn't clear with that either. Um, but yeah, was, I yeah, go ahead, Wesley. Well, there was uh, there was a uh, uh, like he 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 kind of narrates like oh the benches of New York City has the greatest writing on the planet or whatever and he he goes on but one of my favorite lines was read the benches and you'll understand enormous things happen in every life which i don't know i i like that line i know it's very basic but it was an opener line for a a, a bigger broader subject so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um one one pet peeve I have with, <laughs> <laughs> with the beginning of this, and I guess just kind of like this one through line, is this does fall into the very like classic writer writing about a writer with writer's block kind of yes. thing. And the whole movie is him just trying to write his book, and he can't write, but apparently you know that he's going to be this amazing writer, even though he can't write the whole time. And I did kind of hate the whole, like, I'm going to paper my, like, I'm going to wallpaper my apartment with all of my rejection letters. I'm like, yeah. okay, like, good, good for you, man. Like, Have fun. Um, I feel like yeah, writers so are the best PR for themselves because they're the ones writing the books and they always make writers look really cool. Or they're the ones writing the screenplay and they, they make writers look romantic as hell. 
And I mean, was it? It's it, it's yeah. kind of romantic, but it's, I, I've always yeah. thought about who watches the Watchmen type thing, you know. Was it um, you who was reading me that yes. quote thing about like right? What was right, that? It was writers writing about writers. Oh, it's like this this tortured soul is cranking out just the best. Like like he's spilling his soul onto the page uh-huh. alone in an apartment, and then it was filmmakers making films about filmmakers. This. Idiot does not. This idiot narcissist cannot stand human interaction. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And it had like a whole thing. It was like musicians writing songs about musicians. Yes. Like yeah, it, it, it was. I've it was opened my heart and spilled three minutes of pure emotion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I am Leonard Cohen. Yes. Um, I will say that this movie had a air of upper crust that it was just very what? cliched what? and unrelatable to me. Um, it had yeah. that New York Upper West Side like type. Uh-huh. Deal. Uh-huh. I don't even know what Upper West Side means, except that it's a cliche for very rich New Yorky things. It was so like, I think that's tech. I think Upper East Side. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, that's the thing. Okay. Yeah. Upper Again, East Side is the uber wealthy. Um, ah, gotcha. Um, I don't. Is yeah, the, is that where Billionaires Row is? Yeah, and it's where um, a lot of the really bougie, um, pretentious, out of touch private school stuff happens. Where it's like, ah. oh, we're trying to get our kid into St. Matthews, and we have to wait a bit. Oh, uh-huh. kind of Ooh. that. Classic. I have yeah. to plan my child's preschool three years yes. before he's born. It's a yes. lot of rich yes. families with kids. Find gotcha. find that preschool for my kid to make sure he gets into Harvard. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. Okay. As as a devotee of Real Housewives of New York City. <laughs> yeah. This is this is what you I have to offer this facts. episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, I will. I will say. Know, he was, a law school, like his dad, Frank Langella, which uh, I love Frank Langella, was oh, like Frank always Langella's calling great. him about, always oh, yeah. calling him up, like this writer who only writes in a very nice apartment in New York City, you know, and then his dad mm-hmm. is calling him, when are you going to be go to law school and be a lawyer? Like these are just very unrelatable problems <laughs> that most of us do yeah, not like, have. Oh no, yeah. I don't know what you're My parents to- probably pay for my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, I, you know, I mean, there's something about watching the aristo- American aristocracy. I mean, they can have movies too, but it did distance no. me <laughs> from this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Not, but. not in a post Citizens United landscape. They can't. Yeah. But yeah, and then one one other thing I'll just say on the whole like I, I made this note like right at the beginning when he was talking about like New York and like the park benches and da da da. I was like, man, movies are always about New York are always like, wow, this is a magical city and I love this place and everyone just hates LA. Like movies about LA are like, God, this city. <laughs> like this city. Need it's to get show. out. I'm only here to find my dreams and yeah. I hate that's every minute of filmmakers, it. That's because filmmakers, filmmakers are looking Filmmakers hate filmmakers. On, yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> and they're looking, they're saying grass is greener on the other side of the country, essentially. That's what they're uh-huh. doing, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Both also, having closet cities. space is nice, and you don't really have closet space in New York City. <laughs> Listen, no, you, you don't need to have a kitchen in New York City. No, after for all the fancy pseudo-intellectual shit. 
You oh, just oh, live this is it. the LA yeah. people <laughs> putting, putting the New, that, York New York people on blast. <laughs> yeah, and we don't have garbage lining the street. You have well, you know, yeah, you we do. Have <laughs> yeah, we do have a lot not of garbage stu- lining the street. Not in Studio not in City. City Mike, yeah, well, you're in the nice part of LA. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We're in Hollywood. There's a lot of There's trash on the streets. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Hollywood trash. I'm in no. I walked past a pile of what I'm pretty sure was like human shit the other day. So no, it's the streets here are nasty. It's almost like New York. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like New York. <laughs> um, yeah, we talk about anyway. Chicago. What happens next, Wesley? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, we haven't even talked about them meeting and like having that really good discussion about like um, polyamory and basically their setup. It's revealed in the second date after they go to the Guggenheim Museum Mm -hmm. um, because they like art in this movie. Um, They they start walking. (laughs) They have this real long shot, which I did like them walking down a New York street. Extremely long shot. Okay, I liked it. But anyway, he, they're coming down the street and she explains the situation of like, this is a nine to five relationship. No. Did you get that from. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> Write it down. All right. All right. Put a ding in there for how many times. Yeah, we should have like yeah. a little counter, like make it a game for the listeners. How many times? <laughs> no, they have a, a, a five to seven relationship. Um, and I love the miscommunication between. Um, uh, Bernice's character and Anton's character where it was like, yeah, didn't you get the memo when I said I can only meet you from five to seven? That's like a, a code that we're having an extramarital affair. Because apparently in yes. France, they say they- we're going to have a five to seven relationship means we're going to have an extramarital affair. Yes. I, I Cards on the table. I've done zero research for this. This is... Okay. I, I looked up I nothing. <laughs> Okay, um, okay. Did you so look up thing, if, if that's a real thing? Because, like, okay. I feel like this movie makes a lot of claims about France. Yeah, <laughs> this this movie feels like it, it's making a lot of assumptions about the French, and it kind of gives me a feeling that this was made by someone whose only context for France is Paris. I loved yeah. it. And, and, yeah, and they didn't realize that it's a whole country. So, Peter, just a quick thing. Yes. Um you have said I have done zero research for a few different episodes. And then every time you end up scrolling through IMDb and going like, Oh, the guy who uh, did this also. So I think that'll still happen. On, on my (laughs) iPad at every uh, episode. But no, usually, usually I like looking up like, some stuff that happens in the movie, and I did not do that. So, do, do you know, Wesley, is a five to se- or anybody is five to seven a real thing, or did they make that up for this movie? <laughs> I am assuming that it is a real thing. I didn't research that part of French uh, polyamory. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> literally look in like five to seven. No, I, I wanted to know. I was like, it, they are making a lot of assumptions about it in this movie, and I wanted to know. Well, are these assumptions true about the French? Do they have extramarital affairs? Um, so, you know, is, is it true that French culture accepts love affairs outside of marriage? Uh, and all the answers I got from, no, I mean, I didn't write these. I just looked mm-hmm. at the uh, some articles. But they all start off with, it's a tricky question. <laughs> or <laughs> tricky, tricky, 
Uh, and then it says, long story short, yes. Why? First and foremost, it is acceptable because I do what I want. The person I live with do does what he or she wants, and you have nothing to say about it, which is kind of what she says, too. I think I love that line in um, the movie where uh, Anton is, like, really grilling her at this point and is like, well, you know, to me it's this, and to me it's old-fashioned, and da-da-da-da-da. And uh, she says... This is how we have chosen to live. And I really appreciate that a lot of arguments can be ended with that. Yes. Statement. Yes. This this is how how we've we've chosen chosen to live. live. Stop judging us or stop. Mm -hmm. You can judge us, but this is what we do. Uh Um, And I think there was a lot of like they were saying in French culture, it's like like American culture, it's individualistic. So it's two individual. They understand that two individuals coming together in a marriage, you know, you still have your same desires. You still have your same uh, preferences. So in the olden days, it was the whole, like, we will get together for the right marriage, but then you find love outside of marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some ways, that's still just a thing. Because marriage because, wasn't for yeah. love. It was well, uh, an arrangement. Also, I mean, just to just to distinct the two cultures is when Bill, one put it this way, when Bill Clinton had an extramarital affair as the president, he had yeah. to, like, deny it, and then he had to apologize, and then his career might have been over. But then when the French, they found out that he has a love child between, is having an affair, and he had a love child, they confront him, and then he's like, and then what? You know, that was like his response. It's like, okay, what? Yeah. What what else? Well, so. the the current um I don't know if it's um president or prime minister at the at the moment um in France. Emmanuel Macron married his the woman who was at the time his teacher. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's like not a big deal there. Well, and they also have this attitude of like Everything in moderation except sex. Sex is good. What can be bad about sex? So they ignore... Uh, well, sorry. This article posits that sometimes in French culture they ignore, like... They don't really have a name for sex addicts. Or they or, or it's just, like, not a... Com- like, porn addicts. You know, things like that. Why are you laughing? That's a problem. Why are you really. laughing? <laughs> I'm teasing. What? What, uh, are, you, what are you laughing yeah, at? Lily. Sorry. Lily's Lily's been really mobilized with, with like addicted to sex. <laughs> that's a ridiculous concept, but I we guess we do not have to enforce sex addiction. We only have addicted to love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. I love that I, Lily. Lily just started cracking up <laughs> because you just wanted to say that. <laughs> that was it. I was, that was so funny. We <laughs> only want the love. <laughs> Oh JFK was I, not a sex addict. He just wanted love. Yes. Yeah. I, I will say oh, I so did. I did look up the five to seven thing, and uh, okay, it has uh, two different definitions depending on where you're from. In France, yes, it is a time. Uh, 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 originally referred to a time for a tryst. Oh, <laughs> um, makes it sound non-dirty. You get to pencil it in. Yes. In you gotta Quebec, schedule those affairs. In Quebec, its its definition is more for a social gathering. 
but kind well, of Canadians more are a different to, type uh, of friend. Uh, happy hour. Yes, yeah, speak on it, Sam. Speak on your people. Stop. Listen, I wasn't supposed to get called out as being French Canadian. That was supposed to stay between friends. What? Why? And now I'm saying it publicly. <laughs> Sam's a poutine eater. Shut Uh-oh. up, Lily. <laughs> Stop. Um, well, should we continue? I really Let's. like this conversation. Okay, yes. I'll continue the, the story. So, uh, if I can find the summary real quick. <laughs> scratched me. Oh, shit. Talk amongst yourself. I've, I lost the summary. <laughs> hey, you <laughs> set my soul on fire. He has a lot of things to say about right. it. I said talk amongst yourselves. Don't just be offensive to the we French, We apologize please. to our French listeners. We are you ignorant are American. Yeah. Yeah. We are just, uh, just portraying accurately the opinions of this right, podcast. Stop. Stop. <laughs> I love Jesus Roger Vadim. I'm sorry, Wesley. You you introduced France into the podcast, and, and now, now I can't be stop. stop. I'm going to stay to bring other cultural perspectives into this movie or into this uh, podcast. Okay, they begin to meet regularly at the same hotel uh, room in the evenings. Valerie, who is aware of Brian's affair with Ariel, a pro- a Bra- Valerie is the well husband of Ariel. I don't know if we yes. remember that approaches him on the street and invites Brian into his house for dinner. At dinner, Brian meets Ariel and Valerie's children and is introduced to Valerie's lover, a 25-year-old editor named Jane. Ariel later meets Brian's parents, Sam, Frank Langella, and Arlene, Glenn Close. Um, Upon learning that Ariel is married and a mother of two, Sam tells Brian that he disapproves of the relationship. Well, Arlene <gasps> accepts that they love each other despite the circumstances. Um, so that's where I'm going to end that one because they're 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 leaving out a few things in there that aren't too important, but like you know some nuances they're leaving out in that summary. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. what do we what do we think about that? I like uh, I like Valerie by the way. I think he's a cool guy. I feel like you, you are you a Valerie Bond Stan? Uh, yeah, I, that's also what I thought, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> but that might be just because he looks like a Bond villain. <laughs> he looks like a Bond villain, yes. Um, he was I, in Matrix Reloaded as the bad guy. Was he so. the, the, not the Mandalorian, the, the Mar- Malavingian? Yes, Maclovalian ah, or something. Oh. Yes. Yeah, it, it's a character. They go to his club. And then they yeah. Into super, super techno fights with each other. Woo! Was that in the second one? He's yeah, in the loaded. second one and okay. the fourth one. Okay. I haven't seen the fourth one, but I've seen the second one. I haven't either. Anyway, welcome to our podcast about the <laughs> Matrix series. The Matrix, uh, really? <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. Valerie. They, they, so, yeah, when they go to this party, um, it's very much uh, uh, Anton Yelchin comes in and... Uh, Oh, God, this is when the really weird shot happens. Yeah, they decided to do a POV shot for, like, a really long time. the movie goes first person for, like, two minutes. Yeah. Oh, when they're Uh, at the party? Yes. Anton Yelchin walks out of an elevator, and then he becomes the camera. 
and it starts walking around as Valerie He's like shaking people's hands is and like everyone introducing is like, him to oh, like, oh, you should come to my restaurant. <laughs> yes, be great. to the I'll upper crust elite of New York. Yeah, we're all they all love all, him. All people playing themselves, apparently. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. they are people playing themselves. Yeah, and it was if like I the, can find restaurateur, uh, what the conductor for the uh, um. The like Philharmonic. the Philharmonic Orchestra. Yeah. Yeah. Another um, one. They're all like, dude, yeah, a, a, welcome. A civil you're, rights you're activist. Your boyfriend. Yes. Yeah, yes, and they're and all pretty that. cool with it. Even yeah. the kids are like, man, I really like you being my mom's boyfriend. Yes. <laughs> yes. The, the kids are into it. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, it's the life they live. It's the, it's the it's life a, they chose to live. Hold up. I realize, I think we... Yeah. We skipped over another one of my favorite lines. Oh, I think oh, I think this is when it line? happens. Like so, when Valerie first is introduced to Anton, he like pulls up in his car right after Anton has just oh, yes. bought a hot dog, oh, yeah, and he's like, yeah, oh, "It's yeah. okay, get in, like bring your food." And I think he goes to like shake his hand or something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Please forgive any hot dog related moisture." <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I enjoyed that line either. They, I, they, it's great. It's a great line. They, they do, while they try to force a lot of French stuff, <clears throat> that I... Oh, I'm they like, make him okay. so American. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. On the, on the flip side, he's like eating hot dogs. Um, there's a scene that the summary doesn't talk about, so we'll talk about now, is uh, 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 Bernice's character asks... Um, this is after the, the, the party, uh, and a few more dates after the, the, uh, he meets his parents or she meets the his hot parents. dog incident. Yes. Yeah. After what we call the hot dog incident, um, he like takes care of her kids be- or watches her kids at central park and teaches them how to play baseball because that's the quintessential like thing that you need to know, even though baseball is turning into golf right now. That's how boring it is. Yes. <laughs> I, I like baseball, by the way, but it has problems. Welcome to our <laughs> baseball sports podcast, yes. where we talk about Kristen Yelich and a baseball. <laughs> and uh, this episode and brought to you by ESPN. And with I feel like <laughs> baseball and a hot dog. <laughs> there is something I want to bring out about bring up about the the acting performances in this, but I don't know if this is a now comment or like a towards the end when we're like do talking it, about say the movie it. as a whole. Yeah, do but it. You can. There's you can something because like I've seen Anton Yelvit. What, what's his last name? Yelnich. Uh, Yelnich. Oh, Yelchich. Chin. Jesus. Yelchin. <laughs> Uh, Yell at someone's in, chin in other movies, and I've always felt like he's he was a good actor. Uh, it's something about this movie had a very like almost stylized thing to his performance, where he felt really awkward, and it kind of he he felt like he was talking like an anime character, right? <laughs> yes, like he was like, oh my gosh, listen. I, I don't know if I can have an affair, but like, like, I don't know. Like it was like very, like each line had a different way that he was speaking. Like, huh. I don't know. It was very weird. He that felt miscast to me. Having he felt an what, affair really? in your culture, but this isn't your culture. Oh, okay. This I is America. America. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I remember. He um, felt um, miscast to me. Yeah. He didn't I, seem yeah. right for the part for me. 
Yes, this this um this section has one of uh uh me and Sam's favorite scenes from the movie. Uh, where they are introducing each other to their cultures because uh, uh, Anton oh uh, Yelchin has never heard of the country of France. Yes. and um, <laughs> I think I know what you've seen you're talking about, and that's why I'm saying, and, Jesus Christ, yes. I remember this. And scene. Ariel, uh, despite being married uh, to someone from the French consulate and living in New York City, has... Uh, never ventured into a bar. Uh, uh, so uh, they, they're introducing each other to uh, their cultures and fantastic scene where uh, Anton is blindfolded and uh, uh, in front of him is two glasses of wine, a red and a white. Uh, and he is blind taste testing uh, wine, a liquid he has never drunk before, of and course. trying to guess which one is which. <laughs> and he guesses wrong, and he's like, oh, you uncultured American swine. Uh, how, how dare you? Uh, well, I like and, that it's, it's white and red wine. Well, that's yeah, all that's it is. It's not like noir. Distinct or flavors. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like so, not Pinot Noir or like no, Merlot. No, it's, it's just like, white and red. And then he's like, I'll get you back, Ariel. Let's go drink beer. Uh, And so now she is blindfolded, and in front of her is a Guinness and a Miller Lite. Oh, yeah, that too. Very American, like, drinks. Opposite spectrums. They're not good. Yeah. And and now she cannot tell the difference. And it's like, like, I don't drink beer, and I could tell you the difference between those two beers. Oh, I don't know if I could. I mean, uh, Guinness quite is an American. It's Irish. Well, what it, did yeah. you, was it the other one, he- Heineken or something? That's, that's it was, Danish, It was Miller right? Highlight. Oh, okay. High Life, I think. Yeah. But, but they're very light. distinct, like, completely opposite flavors. Like, completely opposite. Mm-hmm. Like, they even have... Yes. Yeah. So either... And same, for both of them. Either... They have never drank these liquids before, <laughs> or they have no taste palate. But yeah, yeah. I just it felt like a weird way of being like, "Oh, see, you don't get my culture," kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Of like, I, yeah. It was it was, it was, really it was odd. You guys are forgetting the the best worst part of this movie. Uh, it was of that scene. They're drinking the wine, and then it was the most. French thing I've ever seen. She's like, "Here's a baguette. Clear your palate." <laughs> yes. And I was oh like, my god! What I forgot about is that. Happening. What <laughs> the that's a fuck thing, though. Is that's a real thing? That's, that's what you do in a wine tasting. You have but it's something in between. So ham-handed with all the references, like with these American. I eat a hot dog. That I was like, that's yeah. a little too on the nose. And I know yeah. it's like I. I kind of felt like, uh, like he should have mirrored it Christ. with like. Here's a, here's a Guinness. Now clear the palate with these loose peanuts and then throw the shells <laughs> on the ground. I did like him saying here, obliterate your palate with with, <laughs> with, with these chicken wings. I really yeah. enjoyed him saying that. Oh, my that. God. Uh, Nothing sexier than oh. taking your paramour to have some chicken wings. Absolutely. <laughs> I've been chicken on chicken wing dates before, but then Ugh. again, I am an American. No, not... Not do you like when you're first Sam, getting do you to know each other? Feed each other if it's a good day. Like no. you feed each other your chicken wings, oh, and then you like suck That's on right. the bone and just make him. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> no. Make Sorry, him what? This is what I would make do. Make him what? <laughs> Finish your sentence, you creep. 
was just going to say, make him arouse. That's all I was saying. This episode, we are talking. This episode, we are talking about the art of seduction. <laughs> Follow Wesley's seven tips about getting a lady. Your Suck on your burns, baby. <laughs> Oh, this is a good no, episode. This, this is great. This is great. <laughs> okay. We're exploring whole new avenues for this podcast uh, we are, today. We are. Hey, hey guys. Hey, what's uh, up? Glenn Close and is the best Deller actor in this movie. Yes. Oh my god, love. Both I love of them. Glenn Close. Yes, they are. Glenn Close was my favorite part of the movie. Oh. Absolutely, I, I second that one hundred. My favorite part. Yes, that yeah. Glenn Close is introduced in a restaurant where she she enters. Sits in a chair, says, this is a bad chair. Do you have any folding <laughs> chairs in the back? Uh, to which the uh, uh, maitre d' says, no, we don't. This She's is like, the All right, Carlisle, I will by the stand way. then. <laughs> yes, this, this is the, the, Carlisle the Carlisle restaurant. Oh. And I really don't feel like a folding chair would be more comfortable than their regular chairs. Yeah. That Gle- what me. Glenn Close wants, Glenn Close gets <laughs> except yeah. for an Oscar. Oh. oh. <clears throat> we know it's the <laughs> truth. Well, I did like I did like the father stereotype of like, oh, parking's murder. I'm not paying for parking. Yeah, he comes in a little late. He's like, sorry, guys. In his I had to park in his parking garage. Yeah, forty-two dollars. It's a highway robbery. Um, <laughs> by the way, this uh, this meal only occurred after uh, the. I don't know. There was like a quote that was like, uh, I think it was the it was the mistress of Valerie. Uh, Elizabeth, yes. Elizabeth, or Jane's character. It was called, her name was Jane, who happened yes. to be, guys, an editor, just what he needed, right? At the like, New York Times. Yeah, not the New York Times. No, the, the New, New Yorker. Yorker. Yes. Yeah. Even worse. Hey, I, I think the New Yorker's cool. <laughs> to Did what? I Wipe your butt with? <laughs> hey, hey. Maybe I want to be an Upper East Side guy. Hmm? Uh-huh. Do you, you want to be that? a pseudo-intellectual who... Makes I everyone else feel movie. stupid at cocktail parties. I picked this movie. Of course I'm a pseudo-intellectual. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Friendship <laughs> ruined. Uh, anyway, I just really like their... I wanted to highlight them. Uh, uh, yes. Also, I, that I, this I was kind of a crazy idea by uh, Anton to bring... Uh, oh, yes. Be like, let's meet yes, my parents. To introduce... Or, let's meet yes, let's let's let's... Show let, let's introduce the parents to this woman I'm having an affair with, and yeah, because yeah. Glenn Close is standing a relationship. The whole time. With. Yes, um, and Glenn Close is standing because the chairs are too uncomfortable, and uh, uh, finally, what once they all the pleasantries are exchanged, um, uh, Ariel introduces herself. She's like, "I'm Ariel." Uh, I'm 33 years old. I have two children. Uh, I'm married. My husband uh, is his name is Valerie, um, and I am in a relationship with your son. And this shocks Glenn Close <gasps> so much, she has to sit down <laughs> in but an uncomfortable chair. <laughs> she oh, has her nerve. like pinned up like smile still like yes. The only reaction uh, is her sitting down, which I think is great. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I will. Uh, I'll expand a little bit on something Sam brought up earlier because um, I, I agree. I feel like a lot of the acting feels uh, kind of performative, like it feels kind of stylized, um, except for Glenn Close, who I thought gave 
the best performance of the movie. She she was the, in my opinion, she was the one who's like, yep, she feels like a real person. I I, I see. I see this. Good job, Glenn. Um, cause, cause like the other actors, they're not bad actors. Um, they they were just. I just felt not like Glenn everyone Close. was doing a stylized version of. Well, maybe that's the script. I didn't think yeah. it was too bad, but I did think. Well, the script elements that we just talked about, which is the forcing of our culture. Yeah. Like both cultures is like, I eat a baguette because I'm French and I eat hot dogs because I'm American. And I say American <laughs> like this. You know, how American can freedom you make fries. How, yes, freedom fries. Yeah, freedom fries. I'm from New um, York City. <laughs> the most American city in the world. Also, I love when, uh, can I, side note, when... British or, like, non-American actors try to do our accent. They have the, like, most perfect act American accent that's, like, oh, yes. not American. It's like, hello, I am American. Do you see I have an American accent? Um, yes. Yeah, they all anyway, they do, like, like radio <laughs> announcer. <laughs> like, yeah. yes, of course. I shall go down to the Chevrolet and buy myself a Ford <laughs> F-150. <laughs> <laughs> Eat chicken wings and drive a uh, NASCAR. Um, <laughs> Fuck you, Valerie. <laughs> uh, that was a side point. Oh yeah, and then they the the parents kind of get into an argument too. Frank Langella's character is very staunch against this relationship. Yes, and then Arlene, mm. uh, Glenn Co- Close's character, is like they like each other. They're kids. Let them let them have fun. I was like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Her line was like, was "She's cute. making really... our son happy." Don't you? Want... That was it. Isn't that a, isn't that the parent's goal? Have yeah. your your child be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Is, no. Isn't it? <laughs> um, okay. Before I uh, go on to the next thing, because I yes. feel like we're ne- we're ready for the end. Um, <laughs> is uh, I just kind of wanted to talk about pa- polyamory just a little because I did a lot of research or I did some research on it and it Wait, was interesting. Do get into it. Yeah, um, according to, I read several online articles, whether they're valid or not, maybe I, they're not, I don't know, they're not published journals, but, yes, uh... They're not the New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, there was a claim that probably 5% of American uh, relationships are open in some way, and that there has, a, like, a huge variety and spectrum of what poly means to people. There's, like, the triad, which everybody kind of thinks is poly. There's the open relationships um, in different ways. So, like, there's, there's like, kind of what this one I found was a, like, kitchen table poly Amory, which I thought was interesting, is where all partners, it's where, like, there's a partner and then they can have their extramarital affairs. They can have... What was it called? Mono. It's paramours, except it's. I hope they don't have mono. That, that no. that's really bad in a polyamorous relationship. Mono. Everyone gets no. mono. You get mono. You get mono. No, no, no. They have their mono monomores or paramours that are just singular. Like they're not in relationships with other people, mm-hmm. but you bring you can bring your your paramour to around a kitchen table, and you can be civilized. That's what it means mm. to be poly. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's what, I mean, it's very civilized. They literally bring 
not to a kitchen table, but a dinner party. Yeah. Oh, I also like mm-hmm. that. It was a very, it kind of made the argument of polyamory can be like a networking thing. If you're yeah. upper yeah. crust and, and have <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, because, uh, did we talk There's about Valerie's uh, person? Yes, a little bit, Jane. Yeah, that's oh, Juno's, yeah. Juno's friend. Uh, oh, yes. The friend, best friend from Juno uh, is oh, that the actress. Movie Juno. Yes, yes, the movie Juno. Oh, okay. Uh, not the, the Roman goddess. No. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, because she ends up, like, I think working for, like, a publisher or something. New Yorker. The New Yorker. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, and so she's able to, like, help him out with his writing. Yes, she, and, uh, yeah, yeah, she gets networking. his... His story about dog. Here's his other. Yeah. Here's his other American thing. He's an American writer. What's he write about? Baseball and dogs. <laughs> but here's the thing. That was like a tongue-in-cheek joke. That had to be. Like they were just being funny. They were like, yes. "What if his story is about dogs and he wins?" Like the I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. Comedy. Yeah, it's a romantic. I think it's more just a romance movie. I feel like it's never a good sign when you have to ask if something's a comedy. Yeah, but no, she she does get... It's lighthearted. Yes. I feel like there was moments where, like, I thought it was trying to be like, oh, this is a hilarious scene. And I was like, I don't know, it just feels off. Like, it doesn't... (laughs) Yes. This is actually an excellent... I got that, too. This is an excellent time to bring back Jules at Gym. Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Tell me about that. Which is a classic... Uh, like formative French movie about a polyamorous relationship. Interesting, um, and uh, it it is featured in this movie. They watch the movie Jules at Gym in the movie, um, and uh, uh, it's a uh, about uh, two two men, Jules and Jim, who are both in love with the uh, same woman. And um, are you saying Jules at Gym? Yes, that's the title of it. It's a. Oh uh, my god. There. I thought the thing oh, the whole time I thought you were saying Jules at gym. Jules at gym. And no, it's it's getting ripped at gym. Jules at gym. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, so it, it, it's that sort of thing. They they're both in love with the same woman, and they're like, "Well, let's just both date her." Uh, mm. And they they form a triad, um, and just have a, a an excellent time um, well, until the end. Uh, can, can I just say? Uh, okay, I found this out too. Uh, that a triad is where they're all having sex, or I'm um, sorry, relations with each other. But a V is where there's one person that they're both uh, having relations mm. with. So is that a V gotcha. or a triad? It was a V. It's a V. Okay, cool. The oh, flying V <laughs> from the Mighty Ducks. All right. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> it, it, that, the movie comes up Jules A. Jim. <laughs> does come up twice. Uh, once they watch it when the uh, relationship is just starting, they watch the beginning of the movie when their relationship is just starting, and then near the end, um, uh, uh, the, I cannot remember the person th- uh, in, this, in the center of the V. Um, she drives off a bridge oh. um, and dies. Uh, Classic so, French film. Yeah, sorry, spoiler that, for a 90-year-old movie. Um but uh, uh, may, that may be uh, uh, symbolic of <laughs> uh, this relationship. Brian and Ariel's relationship. Yeah. Doomed. Well, I'll, I'll lay my cards on the table and say I like this movie until the third act, which we are about to 
Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Which we are about to do. So I, I, I will read this right now for everybody. Do it. I felt like it was going along until this ending. Do-do-do-do-do. <clears throat> Let me see. Despite the circumstances. When Brian is invited to a New Yorker ceremony to receive an award for one of his short stories, he is about joined dogs. by... Yeah, about dogs. Uh, he is joined by Ariel, Valerie, Jane, and his parents. Jane tells Brian that her boss, uh, Gla- Galassi, who play- who's played by Eric Stoltz, which was so bizarre <laughs> that I was like, that's Eric Stoltz. He goes on for one second and leaves, uh-huh. and that's how he gets his, his one line. name in this picture. Okay, anyway, a publisher has read his story and wants Brian to write a novel. Um, working on hum- that novel you've been working on, huh, Brian? Oh, I yeah. look forward to reading it. <laughs> All right, bye, Eric <laughs> Stoltz. Um, it's very hunky-dory at this point. All right. Brian meets Ariel at the hotel and asks her to marry him, giving her a ring. Brian insists that he is truly in love with her, and Ariel accepts his proposal, telling him to meet him the ne- meet her the next day at the hotel. Valerie shows up at Brian's apartment that night, He slaps Brian and expresses anger at Brian's betrayal of the rules and boundaries of of an open marriage. He then gives Brian a check for $250,000 for Brian to give Ariel the life she deserves and leaves. The next day, the hotel doorman gives Brian Brian, Brian a letter from... Brian, uh, a letter from Ariel in which she explains that although she loves him deeply, she cannot leave her husband and children and asks him not to contact her again. Jane later ends her, later ends her relationship with Valerie because it feels like a betrayal of his fr- her friendship with Brian. And Brian's first novel is published by Galassi. Uh, after some years, Brian is walking down the street with his wife, Kiva. Uh, and We've never seen before. <laughs> No, Kiva, and they're looking very unhappy, by the way, he is. Uh, Kiva and their two-year-old son. They run into Ariel, Valerie, and now teenage children outside the Guggenheim. Um, Valerie asked about Jane, uh, and Brian tells him that she is married with a son. Ariel shows Brian subtly that she she still wears the ring he gave her. Uh, oh, that wasn't subtle they, at all. They <laughs> they parted. She's we- she's wearing bright blue gloves, and the then she end. slowly she's removes a blue glove and goes, "Here's my ring. Holds, yeah, Check it like, out." And that. then puts the glove back on while everybody just stands and watches her do it for like forty five seconds. Also, he looks <laughs> like he is Jane, aged. Okay? Like significantly at the end, like he's got a receding mm-hmm. hairline and glasses. glasses. She looks much. exactly the it's same. It's too much. But she does yeah, exactly remember saying she is French. Yeah, she is French. <laughs> and she, uh, they have mentioned uh, uh, Anton's character mentions that, uh, or Brian mentions that women get beautiful at forty years old, which I, I do think is true. I think forty-year-old women Aww. are very attractive, but. You know, but they didn't. Mm, we're learning, we're learning a, lot a lot about, about Wesley. Wesley. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> you guys don't think forty-year-old women are attractive? <laughs> no, I like. No, I love. I love the idea that beauty doesn't have an expiration date, and you can be be- yeah. as beautiful as you want to at any age. Yeah. I mean, we got Glenn I, I Close say, in this movie, so, so I mean, Glenn Close <laughs> is fucking sexy. Very, very yes. cool. Um, uh, yes. What were you saying, Sam? 
Yeah, this there's something about Ariel's character through this whole thing that's almost like it's a very like manic pixie dream girl sort of vibe. Not that she fits <laughs> no, any of those really? stereotypes, manic but it really French fits girl. into like, wow, this extraordinary woman comes in and changes this boring guy's life. Pulls like, me out of my malaise. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, definitely. Like, oh like, man, I'm a I'm a white guy struggling with writer's bra. And I talk like an anime <laughs> character. And now this woman comes in and she's so cool. Like I eat a potato yeah. trip. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just some weird. <laughs> uh, no, um, I, I, no, sorry, I just realized what you were talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway. Um, is, that, is that a death note? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and then I'm going to eat a potato chip. <laughs> <laughs> right in my journal. Uh, yeah, this is where the movie falls apart. First of all, yeah. um, they did not stick the landing. It was very complex. I mean, you can talk about, like, I'm sure you guys, from what it sounds like, you didn't really care for this movie. But I was getting up to this point where I was like, I enjoy the complexities of, like, this relationship and how is this going to end? Well, it ends like a actual romance movie, like a very cliched romance movie where he's like... I'm too old-fashioned for that. Marry me. Divorce your husband. Let's run away to France together, and we can raise your children. And then she's like, no, I cannot. I love my children too much. I need them. Uh, Valerie is a stable guy, and that's what I need in my life. And then he's like, mm, I'll marry another person, I guess, and look fucking... You know, you know, very uh, live a maudlin life and just you know, <laughs> a very pity life and with a and, wood and picket fence and two and a half children and just just yeah. feel like I'm missing out. And then they see each other, and she shows him that he's she's still in love. She's in a way. Forgotten. And it was like Brian. I would have liked I would have liked if he came over to her way. Yes. Like this was enough for him. Like, they could have had that, like, relationship thing where it's like, I can't do this anymore. And then it could, they could have subverted it where it's like, no, this is what we have. And we can do this. And then they do that. Or he gets married and they continue to do this. Yes. And it just was, it works out. And I would have liked that ending a lot better than the cliched. I mean, I'm talking... Oh my god, stereotypical romance novel. You could find it on any mm-hmm. How dare you? romance novel. Romance I'm novels have happy endings. This is not a happy ending. No, not all of them. A lot of Pe- them do. People, it's a big conceit right. of the genre. Yeah. Oh, okay. I all right. I really Maybe thought the I really thought their relationship was going to expand to like encompass mm-hmm. all of New York City. Just like, just bring in more. I, that whole dinner party was just a setup for, oh, we're, we're dating the Philharmonic now. We're, yeah. we're dating every Third restaurant. Dating yeah. like a no holds yeah. barred orgy at the yes. Upper West Side. That's what New York yeah, really yeah. is. But yeah, like you at the end. You have to go end. to the West, Upper West Side, not the Upper East Side to have your orgy. Yes. Yeah, like it just. <laughs> He just felt miscast, especially when they tried to age him, just because he really did have a baby face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when you try to age a baby face in their 20s, it just doesn't look great. 
Uh, I don't know. He looked fine. I, you guys keep mentioning problems with Anton. I didn't have. A He's lot a of good those. actor. I just no, thought he was no, no. cast. Well, I don't think it was him. So my biggest thing is I just don't feel like this was very well directed. No. I felt okay. like every performance felt weirdly stylized and like they were trying to go for a very particular vibe and it just wasn't working because I felt like a lot of these actors are actors that I've seen in other things and I really like them and I do think that they're good actors, but everyone just felt off in this and i i feel like peter said this but about this feels like an american was trying to make a french movie in america Mm. yes it's trying i i think i said this when we were watching it it felt like uh uh what's this guy's name victor levy victor Victor levin yeah levin um is the writer director producer editor uh, <laughs> uh, Main actor and, You didn't know he was that Yeah uh, it, it felt like He saw Jules A Jim And He's like That's the movie That's the best movie I'm gonna make that movie In America <laughs> yeah, yeah No That's probably yeah. it and 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 yeah And I don't know I, I think I, I I called this As soon as like we started Like halfway through the movie I was like this is written and directed by the same person, isn't it? Uh-huh. Like, it felt very much like, I'm going to make this profound movie on my own. And, like, I don't know. I just didn't feel like I I vibed with it. Like, it felt too, like, a, I don't know, like a passion project that didn't work out for me mm. personally. But I could see I, how other people could like it. It just wasn't for me. Right. I liked it up until, until the point where it became very hunky-dory and then cliched. Like, mm-hmm. it was so bizarre that, like, Jane was so into Brian getting his novel made. I thought they that were going to end up together. Yeah, yeah. I did too. They felt romantic yeah. to each other. They had better chemistry than the two leads, I yeah. felt. I didn't really feel like the two main characters had very good chemistry. But again, I feel like that comes down to, like, I just don't think this was directed well. Right. Like they felt well, weird Bernice and awkward together. Amazing. I thought Bernice was a great uh-huh. actress. I, I, I'm glad I got to see her in this. Uh, it was mm-hmm. originally going to be played by da- uh, Diane Kruger. Or oh. did I say that right? Uh, th- yeah. She's Kruger? German, though. Uh, she speaks French. This would yeah. have been no, a different Oh my God. If this was about Germany. Germany. <laughs> <laughs> come, really come right. Let me introduce you to my culture. I have a strusel. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they would tell be, the difference be between these two bratwursts. It'd be like, do you like leather? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's just offend uh, all of Europe in this. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, Europe. We have some Brussels. We're making uh, fun. Okay. We here's have some the people thing. in Brussels we're, that are listening. We're, we're sorry. We're making fun of two of the biggest of players the in the Eurozone. They have mm-hmm. so much power. This is fine. Also, we're they making fun of ourselves. The too. EU. Yes. with we're Almost like my dad Tyrannical, basically is yeah. French. Like he speaks French fluently. He lived there in high school. He, he, I, I think he can say he's French. Basically, he's adopted French. <laughs> so that means you can just yeah, it means I can say whatever the, the fuck country. I want. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, I didn't know that's how it works. All right, cool. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, Classic French behavior. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 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 I'm never going to bring, like, another, like, global perspective to this <laughs> podcast again. We, we are two Americans. <laughs> like, no um, other perspective except ours. All right. Um, exactly. 
Anything else that you guys want to say about this movie? Anything? Uh, look at, like, um, she doesn't return yeah, the ring, just... which I thought was kind of a dick move. Yeah. But. <laughs> like, this guy's a broke. Well, he's not broke. He's, he's got a nice apartment in New York. He's probably fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. he published um, a novel, just, Sam. He does publish he a novel. Sorry, it Lily, just, what's your, what were you saying? Um, yeah, so like it's a movie about love in a lot of ways, and it just feels cold. Yeah. And I like... Yes. I like I like rom- I like movies that depict love stories and romance to have sort of a more emotional demonstrativeness like warm and like tactile and like sensory like it just felt very I don't know maybe it was the camera work like everything felt like a wide shot Mm-hmm. And it feels like you can't really get close to the characters like that. Yeah, that's a good point. I feel like every like intimate scene with them, you're always like really distant, like watching it from a distance, and that does make it feel like yeah, like you're not as connected. Right, you're not involved with it. Yeah, like we're, it just felt like we were watching something we weren't supposed to be watching. Yeah, because even with to put me in it. Well, yeah, even with well, the movie comment, they're leaving room for us to join. <laughs> Sorry, Lily, what were you saying? Because even with um, the movie Comet that you know we we talked about in a yes. previous episode, the scene where they're in the hotel, that camera work, like I kept comparing it to that, like just very, like up close, you're in it, it's back and forth, you feel the chemistry with how the camera moves, and with this mm-hmm. one, it just felt very stale. The camera yeah. work was stale for me. And well, yeah. when it's the, depicting that chemistry between those people, excuse me, I need it to feel more alive and fluid. Mm-hmm. And yes. I think, too, that this movie was made for voyeurs, like people mm. looking in on a polyamorous yes. relationship and not people being involved with the story and being connected with it. So I felt yes. like even at the end, it was very old fashioned of like, don't worry, guys. We got you. We got you. They're not going to like hook up or anything because that would still be unethical to our, our sensibilities. Um, but you've just been watching a really interesting take, right? That's what I felt, too, at mm-hmm. the end when they just kind of pulled the rug from under everything that they kind of created. Yeah. 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 I don't know. So now everyone describe the best polyamorous experience you've ever had. <laughs> All start. My favorite one. <laughs> I was uh, with Pepe Le Pew and his skunk mm-hmm. friend. And you set my soul on fire. Yes, and he did. Pepe, we Pepe, had great... I think Pepe Le Pew's been canceled. He has. Yes. <laughs> and now in extension, Lily, we're canceling you for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah. Lily is no longer on this podcast. Um, Paint two white us. stripes on her back and kick her to the curb. <laughs> like, I take this Pepe with Le... pride. That is me, a Pepe, that's a Pepe Le Pew reference. You're me, welcome. Pepe Le Pew, wow. and John Mayer will be the three scumbags walking around. <laughs> All right, um, guys. Yeah, what's up? This movie is a wonderful polyamorous couple, and you meet one of them. Uh huh. And they invite you to be a part of their little, um, their 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 setup, their setup. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, their, their community, uh, <laughs> or or just whatever their relationship. Uh-huh. Um, and you can either join them and have this wonderful life with this woman who's in a marriage, or mm-hmm. or you can. 
just not. It's <laughs> what I have. Um, what do you do? What uh, should this movie be brought back, or should it be? Should you go on your way and write a best-selling novel? No, I'll, I'll tell you right now. I'm taking my hot dog and I'm getting out of there. Yeah. I oh, this was the. I told Sam this while we were watching. This is the only movie that we have watched for the podcast that I had to force myself to continue watching. There were wow. several times where I was like, I've, I've got to just turn it off and just, just flounder my way through the podcast. <laughs> um, he didn't, didn't though. We, we stuck with it. Yeah. We stuck we with it. We got really close. We did. We, we, were, we were like moments away from turning it off and then we started drinking. What's <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> yes, horrible? Wine, I, uh, drinking water to stay hydrated, kids. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Hydrate or dehydrate. Yeah. Um, I I I couldn't get behind anything in this. I didn't like. Wow. I didn't like the writing. I didn't like the camera work. I thought the acting was very strange, except for Glenn Close. Uh, I yeah. I was. Uh, they they can go have their relationship they can uh they can bring in as many people as they want but don't get me involved this movie can <laughs> fade into the obscurity that is the upper east side mm. oh my yes. god <laughs> wow wow damning okay dang. that is damning <laughs> dang hot take so Sam, uh, uh, what did you think? I'm, I'm sure you're. It's sharing monogamy this. for me, baby. <laughs> oh my god! Hey. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, I'm not getting involved, and I might even suggest that they should take a look at their relationship and should they stay together. I don't know. Uh, oh, okay. But yeah, no, I yeah, I was also not a fan. Uh, I don't want to keep just like. It, Complaining, P- Peter basically no, said said everything that I I felt as well. So yeah, there are some movies you can complain on. I like those. Yeah. So I like differing opinions, just mm-hmm. like I like this uh, French <gasps> opinion. Apparently, <laughs> no. Uh, Lily, what 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 do you have? Yeah, um, I'm not even going near the consulate. Oh. Like I'm not even on in New York. Yeah, like. I'm not even in the. Well, you, I'm not even. You hate New York. I know. That's... <laughs> You're not even on this planet. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be um, not even uh, monogamy. Just single them. I will single. be single. And an, an, pure antithesis to this movie, and look inward on myself and wor- work on myself instead of projecting my own weird shit on other people. Guys, you, this movie has you don't ended have to be love single for, for Lily. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be single or like you don't have to be chased or. No, like, but I'm saying that's how opposed I am to polyamory. Okay. You can like get into like, another polyamorous relationship in this mod. Like, on a scale of single one. to polyamory, I'm very, very single. You know what? I'm not even. Not for I'm, me. I'm celibate. That's how single. <laughs> um, what you got, right. Wesley? Guys, I don't think I hated this movie as much as you. You guys made your your views very clear only at the end. I was not expecting you to just go, p- put this movie on blast. Um, again, sorry. No, I don't care. I, I think it's funny. Um, again, I 
I like this movie up to. I hear what you're saying about all the passionless. It is a, a romance without passion, a, a, as much passion that I wanted. Um, it is a perspective piece instead of like an involved mm. piece. Um, mm. So I would, if if a, if they ask, if she asked me to be a paramour in an open relationship, I would politely decline. Okay, guys, politely being the operative word there Uh and let this movie kind of drift. I think there are other movies that explore this concept better and more passionately. Perhaps Jules Eji. Exactly. Yeah. And I was looking at a a list of movies and they named this movie. But uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's my take. And I'm sticking to it. Thank you, guys, at least for like getting through this movie and not turning it off. (laughs) I really enjoyed this conversation yeah the best part of this movie is this talk about it i think we've had a lot of those like uh movies where it's like the best part of that obscure movie that nobody's ever gonna watch is us talking about it yeah (laughs) you're welcome yeah it it is almost i guess the the thing with this concept for a podcast there there's probably a reason that a lot of these movies are obscure Uh Uh i'm glad we're revisiting them though because i'm I'm getting so much more Right. No, I know. I know you. You weren't like putting this podcast on blast, but we should stop like, doing this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. <laughs> Lily is canceled. It's going to be back to me and Peter. <laughs> I would be it. the one to be canceled. Oh. Um, we're gonna go through no, Kevin just, Bacon's filmography. That's all we're doing. Oh <laughs> Tremors one, two, three, four, and five. Friday and the Thirteenth. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh man. Yeah, this has been fun. I really enjoy watching these movies that nobody's heard of. It's nice. Uh-huh. It's, yes, it's, it's a given good me time. more perspective. We have fun here. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, but yeah, us so it, it's. On Oh, sorry. Yeah, follow us on Instagram. I'm posting yes. stuff. Yes. Do it. I'm going to post yes, memes. Yes. We're Especially the, if you're listening just outside of from the country. Obscurity. Yes. Especially yeah. if you're listening from outside of the country, we'd love to. N- we're going to post some polls, too, or at least, uh, you know, yes. like what to put on our list of what to watch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, yes. we'd love we your open suggestions. It up a little. Please, yes. Uh, Send us your best French films so we can continue doing the accent. <laughs> yes. So hello to uh, hello from obscurity. Um, and yeah, sorry, go on. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I believe it's Lily's pick next. Yeah. Uh, what we watching, Lily? All right. So in lieu of Wesley kind of doing a, a palate cleanser, because um, he know he's. I remember last week he kind of <laughs> in said in lieu of Wesley's baguette. <laughs> <laughs> Just doing one that's like. Because, Wesley, you said you've kind of done failed uh, blockbusters, and I've done more nostalgic, like, oh, this movie meant so much to me, or I love it so much. I will be doing my palate cleanser, The Belko Experiment. Yeah! The Belko Experiment. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. Okay. I remember when that came out, but I did not see it. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, cool. Is it a horror movie? What What genre is that? It's a horror it's movie, like, another one. Yeah, it's, it's kind of action horror, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, It's produced by James Gunn. Great. Okay. If that uh, means anything yes. to you. All right, should um, we play the trailer? Cool. Yeah. Yes. Roll. Is 
That's what we're you. watching. Hey, it's hey, the Belco. Hey, what? What? You you interrupted Sorry, me. Sorry, Wesley. Yes, I interrupted Wesley. I was. He is the designated back. episode ender. <laughs> no, we are watching the Belco experience. <laughs> Sorry, <Peter. laughs> I love you. Um, um, we are watching the Belco experiment uh, next week, and uh, yeah, thank you for tuning in. I've been Wesley. I've been Peter. Uh. Au revoir, je m'appelle Lily. <laughs> and I've been Sam. And goodbye from Obscuritor. Whoa. I think that's, I think that's French, right? Oui, oui. Uh-huh. <laughs> as long as you put that toi at the end. Anyway, French. Toi. Welcome to our podcast. God, we're going to lose all of our European listeners. Yeah. <laughs>